1: Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think.
2: And thanks!
3: Impala Films presents Haunted, the audio drama. Season 2, Episode 8, The Dark Menagerie, Part 1 of 4. Written by Aidan Barker-Dean. happen again they thought the evil was banished forever they were dead wrong.
4: my god bro the demon it's growing I thought we could deal with this bro but we can't my name is Clive Bracewell I believe my wife and I can be of assistance I've heard about these two they're kooks Maybe so, or maybe there are only hope, Rome? I'm an experienced demonologist and Vatican-approved exorcist. My wife, Linda, is a powerful psychic. But together, we investigate cases like yours and battle the forces of darkness wherever we can find them.
1: I see I won't be getting any dialogue in the trailer again.
5: Well... I'm sure they're just saving all the best scenes for the movie itself.
1: Hmm. You only like these wretched films because the young man who plays you happens to be extremely handsome.
5: Who? Patrick? I hadn't noticed. You really think he's handsome? I do. Although his English accent is utterly atrocious. Yes, I did think it seems like he's given up trying now. History will remember me as a handsome American... There's worse fates than that, I suppose.
4: I thought this was a routine investigation. But it's not. It's personal now. I don't know how, but she's escaped and she's following us. You and your family need to go before she kills you all. Who? The most powerful demon we've ever encountered. Mildred. The Summoning Four. Mildred's Revenge. Coming soon.
1: Ugh. I don't know why you let them do this to our lives. Turn them into disposable trash entertainment.
5: Well, we'd struggle to keep the museum open without those royalties. Besides, people like them. I know they play a little fast and loose with the truth. I suppose
1: we can't be too cross about that. the books they're based on certainly never let the truth get in the way of a good story.
5: Hey, I only embellished a little bit.
1: It's just, I don't like the way they used her.
5: I know, but she is our most famous case.
1: But this Hollywood version, it's like they've taken the real her and sanitised her, reduced her to a merchandisable gimmick, and, and sometimes I wonder... Wonder what? Well, you know what she's like. What if she sees this fake version of hers and insult what if she feels the need to prove herself her, her true power i'm not as strong as i used to be what if i can't contain her this time you see
5: she's restless she's always restless look you're letting it get into your head she's always thrown her towards out of the pram but she always relents when you put her back in her place i just get this sense that
1: i don't know Something's going to happen with her. Like she's been biding her time before her next big escape attempt.
5: And maybe this time, it'll be THE escape. We'll deal with it like we always have in the past. Come on. Sounds like she's getting lively. We should get upstairs.
4: Hey, breakfast is nearly ready, guys. At at
6: least I think it is. Excellent. Sausage and beans from a can. Again. Well, it wasn't me who bought a pack of 30 tins. It was a bargain, and I didn't consider we'd have to get to all 30 tins on one particular trip. I'd rather hoped it'd all be over by now.
7: No, James. James, no, you you pull on this part and push this part with your foot.
4: That's what I'm doing.
7: No, you're not. You're pushing with your foot and your hand.
4: No, look, I'm... You're, you are pushing with both. You wanna pull that part and then you Yes, co- thank you for your input, Dan. I'm just trying to help. Ugh. Oh, oh bollocks. bollocks! What happened? James ripped my tent. It was a collective effort.
7: No, it really wasn't.
4: Look, I know I'm a broken record at this point, but can we not find a travel lodge somewhere? We've been camping out for three weeks now, and I think
7: we're all getting a bit tetchy.
4: I am not getting tetchy.
7: He said totally calmly. Oh,
4: beans are done. Oh, joy. So, are we finding a
6: travel lodge or what? I'm afraid we're altogether too skint for that. We need to conserve our funds.
7: We have been getting through a lot of fuel.
6: And of course, there's all this fancy cuisine we're getting through. We probably could do without the added expenditure of your trashy magazines, Abigail.
7: Uh, well, I have to keep myself entertained somehow. And frankly, listening to you two bicker just isn't cutting it anymore. Besides, they're like 75p per issue.
6: What are you even reading? Oh, heaven help us. The Unearthly Express. Utter rag.
7: They used to cover your adventures quite regularly back in the days, as I recall.
6: Well, that was back when they had a shred of journalistic integrity.
7: Oh, and I suppose they became an utter rag shortly after you stopped appearing on the cover.
6: Well, no, but I mean, just look at this trash. My baby spontaneously combusted. My uncle's ghost pervs on me in the shower.
4: Oh, and top it all off, the Bracewells are this week's cover stars. The Bracewells? What, the ones they made those summoning films about?
7: Yeah, but those films are wildly inaccurate to the actual events. Clive Bracewell's books are a much better account on their investigations.
6: Yes, if you believe all of the rubbish they spout about yeti, vampires and, oh, possessed dolls. And you don't? Maybe I did the first few times Clive Bracewell regaled me with a wild yarn, but it was probably around the time he claimed to have met the Loch Ness Monster and that Linda had actually psychically communicated with Nessie that I started to get suspicious. Ah, con artists then. Don't get me wrong, they're very entertaining as a performance pair. But their supposed adventures are all bunk. I'm just glad they've closed that ridiculous paranormal museum of theirs to
7: the public. I've always wanted to go.
4: Of course you have.
7: Besides, I'm starting to think you're just jealous that no one's ever made a film of your exploits.
4: Has he done anything that'd actually make a good movie? Isn't it mostly sulking around haunted houses looking grumpy? Uh, hello? Greenvale? The Signal? There'd be quite a good
6: film in that if you got the right director. Hmm... I think you could maybe stretch it to a low-budget audio-drama. You know I liked you a lot more before you decided to try your hand at developing a sense of wit.
7: Wait, hold on, James. You said you knew the Bracewells.
6: Yes, I was a guest speaker at a few meetings of an occult research society they were both members of. The Order of the Hidden Dawn, I think they were called. Ran into them a few times over the years. They're a lovely couple if you ignore the fact that they make their money peddling lies to the stupid and vulnerable.
7: Yeah, yeah, but look, says here the museum isn't that far from here and it's on the grounds of their mansion, right? Yeah, so? So why don't we ask them if we could stay? I'm sure as fellow paranormal investigators they'd be willing to accommodate us, at least for a night. If we set off now, we'll be there by the evening.
6: Absolutely not. Out of the question.
7: Why? Because you have an ethical
4: disagreement with them. That would be why, yes.
7: And not even the allure of a real bed and a hot shower could tempt you.
4: Not really, no. We might even be able to wangle a decent meal out of them. Imagine that, James. Food that didn't come out of a can. I've said no. Let's put it to a vote. This is not a democracy. All
7: in favour of turning up unannounced at the Bracewells and hoping they let us stay, say I. I. All in favour of being grumpy and rejecting any reasonable standard of comfort because I guess they just love crapping in the woods that much.
6: I feel you've biased the electorate there, but... Point taken. We'll try Clive and Linda.
1: Mildred? Mildred, I'd like you to stop. I know you're unhappy, but acting out isn't going to help your situation. (laughs) I'm still strong enough to resist you, Mildred. I can still keep you out of my mind. Now, I've come down to try and appeal to the reason I know you're capable of. If you prove that you can behave, maybe we can think of some other way to make your situation more... Agreeable. Please. 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 I'm begging you. I can't do this anymore. God help us. She's going to kill us both.
6: I had not seen the Bracewell's house in person before. As we pulled into the driveway, it struck me that they must have chosen this place to bolster their legend. A large, 19th-century-style manor house that looked as though it had been plucked directly from a story by Edgar Allan Poe had set atop a slight incline, removed from the rustic village we had driven through to get here. In the dwindling daylight, the intended effect was obvious. This house could only belong to a pair
4: of ghost hunters."
7: Wow, so this is the place.
4: It's smaller than in the films. I thought there was supposed to be a museum, though.
7: It's in the lower floors of the house. I've heard they keep Mildred herself in the cellar, apart from all the other
4: exhibits. And Mildred is that creepy haunted doll, right? Possessed doll, supposedly, anyway. Is there much of a difference, or are you just being pedantic?
7: Haunted implies ghostly activity. Possessed implies demonic activity.
6: What she said. Teacher's pet. Hmm, I'm surprised they don't have a skull shaped door knocker or something.
7: James, you promised.
5: I know. Uh, hello? Well, well, well. James Hunter, as I live and breathe. To so what do I owe the pleasure of you darkening my doorstep? Hello,
6: Clive. Uh, listen, I know this is sort of out of the blue, but we're on a case and we need somewhere to stay. Just for the night.
5: Right, well, I'm sure we can sort something out. I may be retired now, but I know how it is sometimes when you're in the thick of it. Come in, come in. And that's why we're here. Right. Well, James, you've certainly not lost your ability to sniff out trouble. I'd offer to accompany you on your journey, but all this, it's a young man's game. Yeah, somehow I think we'll manage without you. James? Oh, don't worry about him, my dear. We in the paranormal investigation community are more than used to Mr Hunter's disdain. Disdain might be a strong word. Well, I was going to go for snobbish sense of superiority. But thought it was a bit of a mouthful.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever James says, I'm honestly thrilled to be here. I'm a huge fan.
5: Uh, Of the films?
7: No, 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 no. Of all your books.
5: Really? Yes. Which is your favourite?
7: Well, obviously everyone online always raves about the Mildred books, but my personal favourite has always been Vampires of the Orient. Your writing style really came into its own on that one.
4: You know, I, I always thought that one had some of my best stuff in it. Are you getting jealous, James? Shut up.
5: Well, <sighs> given you're such an enthusiast, would you like to see the museum? He's down there, you know, the Zhang I'd like to show you around, uh, if you're interested.
7: Really? I thought the museum was closed to the public.
5: To the public, yes, but my dear, you aren't the public. You're a fellow paranormal investigator. We can make an exception for you. Yee! Good Lord, are are you all right?
6: She's fine, she's just uh, squeeing. She's a fangirl.
7: This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. I can't believe I'm actually gonna see the Bracewell Museum.
5: (laughs) Ah, Linda! Uh, Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, fine.
1: Sorry, I didn't realise we had company. Hello, James. Long time no see.
6: It's good to see you again, Linda. This is Abigail and Dan, my... Friends.
5: Carers. Travelling companions. I was just about to show them around the museum, darling.
1: No, Clive. You know how she's been.
6: Here we go, the performance begins.
5: Shh. Well, there's no reason they can't see the rest of the exhibits, uh, is there?
1: I... I suppose not. But the minute it gets strange, everyone needs to get out. Okay? I'm not joking.
7: Sorry, is everything okay?
1: Um, yes, fine. It's just, she's been a little overactive lately.
6: Who? Who do you think? The big celebrity ghoul around these parts. Mildred. Mildred.
1: I'll thank you to remember, Mr. Hunter, that although she's always been a big joke to you, she is the most powerful entity anyone in this room has ever encountered.
6: (laughs) I think we've had worse, actually.
1: I hope for your sake that's not true.
5: Right, well, let's head downstairs, shall we? I'm sure young Abigail here can't wait another second to see our collection. This is quite the marvel. Abigail Corbin, may I introduce you to the Abominable Snowman? From horror in the Himalayas? Quite so, quite so. Unfortunately, we were unable to capture a live specimen, but the medicine men we were staying with helped us preserve this handsome chap. Naturally, the scientific community have dismissed our friend here as a cunning hoax by yours truly, but look. You can see he's the real deal, plain as the nose on your face. I mean,
4: can we?
6: Glad I'm not the only one maintaining a sense of scepticism. Yeah, I mean,
4: look at this one. The, er, uh, Dullahan? Whatever that means. That's a headless horseman to you and I. Right, so just a suit of armour without a helmet. But says here he was responsible for a string of killings in Ireland in the late 70s. Now, call me cynical, But I think we'd have heard about that.
6: I mean, a lot of this is classic folkloric stuff. If they presented it as a museum of old legends, it could actually be quite interesting. Look at this, they've even got a hand of glory. A what of what? A severed hand of a condemned man, supposedly transformed into an item that grants the owner secret occult powers. I've heard about them many times, but I've never seen one actually work. Gross. Well,
4: kind of cool, but mostly gross.
5: Now, Abigail, if you come through here, I have the thing I know you're probably most excited to see our friend, the Shang Shi. Don't worry, he's not moved for
4: years and years.
7: I can't wait to see him.
4: What exactly is a Jing Shu? <laughs> Zhang Shi, a sort of
6: Chinese energy vampire. According to myth, it sucks out your chi should you run afoul of it can only move by hopping around. That seems unlikely to actually exist, wouldn't you think? It doesn't exist. Clive's just dug up some Chinese mummy from somewhere and attached an interesting backstory to
1: it. I see the years have indulged your arrogance, Mr Hunter.
4: Sorry, I hope uh, we forgot you were there.
1: you do well to remember that you are not the sole authority on matters of the supernatural, James.
4: I never claimed to be. Uh, Linda, what can you tell us about this spooky box here?
1: I can tell you I wouldn't... Open it. It contains the shriek of a banshee. All who heard it became a target for a friend over there.
4: Uh, uh, the uh Dullahan.
1: Precisely. Clive managed to separate the voice from the banshee and trap it in this vessel. No one's opened it since.
4: We'll, um I, I mean, that suit of armour can't come to life, can it? What are you even saying, Dan?
1: How should I know? No one's been foolish enough to open the box since we brought it here. Right. Maybe we could look with our eyes, Daniel, not our hands.
4: Right. Sorry. Actually, I'd quite like to take a look at that, Dan. I'm not sure we should, and
6: you're just taking it. Okay. So we've seen all the B players. Tell me. Where are you keeping the star of the show?
1: I've told you, you're not to see her.
6: Come on, Linda. We can't do the museum tour without seeing your main attraction.
1: I said no, James.
6: Look, Linda, you can dispense with the drama, entertaining though it is. We're all in the same business. You don't have to pretend with me.
1: What aren't you understanding here? She is dangerous. We can't risk it.
6: And as if on cue.
1: I knew we shouldn't have come down here.
6: Oh, it's like being in the summoning, isn't it? What's going on here?
7: Is everything okay? What's that sound?
6: What, can't you tell, Abigail? That's her. We've reached the Mildred section of tonight's performance. We should go back upstairs. Or what, that manky old ragdoll will kill us all? I mean, she's down there in the cellar, and we're up here... I'm not sure what you think she's going to do.
1: <clears throat> Ow! Linda, what the fuck? You arrogant, stupid man. Linda. You, Clive, shut up and take them
5: upstairs. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Linda!
1: Clive, there's no time. I can't hold her off any longer. I... Uh,
2: uh, uh. <laughs>
5: James, what's going on?
6: I uh, I wish I knew.
5: Linda. Linda, are you okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no.
5: Oh dear god, no.
1: Linda! Linda's not here anymore. She had to go away.
5: We need to go.
1: Hello friends. I'm Mildred, and tonight you're in my world, and we're going to have some fun.
6: And what do you mean fun?
1: James,
5: don't provoke her! Just go!
1: Well, I was just thinking, Mr. Hunter. Why should I have all the fun? After all, I'm not the only one who's been unfairly kept in a zoo by this spiteful Bracewells. Rise, dark servants of the night! Rise and strike against the jealous fools who
7: have kept you in bondage! Rise and serve your new queen! Oh God, she's woken them up! They're all alive!
6: Run!
3: Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter... Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin, and Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Leanne Herring Dean Kilby Elliot Bigdon, Tony Marden Edina Hadley Shayla Tharp Benton Hodges David Anthony Green Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at three Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next exciting chapter of Haunted, the audio drama.